Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Fifty years after he retired, Joe Cap is still the only quarterback in history who played in the Rose Bowl, a Grey Cup championship, and the Super Bowl. After a successful college career at Cal, Joe Cap began his professional football career in 1959, playing for the Calgary Stampeders. Then in 1961, Calgary traded Cap to the British Columbia Lions. Cap led the Lions to a 1963 Grey Cup appearance, and the following year the team won the Canadian Championship. Having achieved success in the Canadian Football League, Cap took his skills across the border to the NFL. There he had an ally, Bud Grant, who had coached against Cap in Canada. Grant thought Cap would be a good fit for his new team, the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota had just traded its starting quarterback, Fran Tarkington, to the New York Giants, and Grant needed a new man under center. At the time, Minnesota was an NFL newcomer, having joined the league in 1961. The team was struggling, going 29-51-4 overall when Cap entered the scene. In his first season with the Vikings, Cap started 11 games and went three wins, five losses, three ties, as the team went three wins, eight losses, and three ties overall. Par for the course in Minnesota. Things began changing the following season. Cap started all 14 games, and the Vikings reached the playoffs with an 8-6 and six record. Even though the team lost in the playoffs to the Colts, the future looked bright with Cap at quarterback. In 1969, Cap started 13 games, winning 12, and the team went 12-2. At season's end, his teammates voted Cap the team MVP, an award he refused to take. There is no one most valuable Viking, he declared, there are 40 most valuable Vikings. Although the team season ended on a sour note, losing the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs 23-7, Joe Cap had proven he could play with the best. But man, did he still have his critics. They said he threw a wobbly ball, he threw too many interceptions, and that his passer rating was below average. But those criticisms didn't foster Joe Cap. A quarterback in professional football is paid to win, he said. I do my job with the tools I have. If people don't think it's pretty, 
That suits me just fine, as long as we win. His teammates didn't waver either. They knew, no matter what, Cap would give 100%. Carl Eller, the Vikings Hall of Fame defensive end, said, We had a closeness on that team among the black and white players, and Joe Cap was the key to that. Another thing teammates liked about Cap was his toughness. Unlike most quarterbacks who avoid contact, Cap relished it. Rather than run out of bounds, Joe would run straight ahead, often looking for a defender to run over. He did just that in the 1969 NFL Championship game. He ran over Cleveland Browns linebacker Jim Houston, knocking him out of the game. One big misconception about Cap is that he didn't have a strong arm. While it's true that he was not the most accurate of passers, he had a cannon for an arm. He could throw the ball 70 yards. Few quarterbacks in the history of football could throw the ball that far. Despite achieving success in Minnesota, Cap played the entire 1969 season without a new contract. Unable to reach an agreement with the Vikings' front office, Cap then signed a four-year deal with the Boston Patriots, which made Cap the highest-paid player in the league. But things didn't turn out in New England the way they had in the Midwest. Cap and the Patriots finished the season at 2-12. Worse yet, Commissioner Pete Rozelle didn't like his four-year arrangement and demanded that Cap sign a standard player contract. Cap refused, and just like that, his 12-year pro career was over. Cap did some acting, but the lore of football was too strong. In 1982, he signed on as head coach at his alma mater and remained at the helm for five years. He then had a brief stint as GM on the British Columbia Lions before transitioning back to coaching as the head man of an Arena League team. Today, at 83 years old, Cap lives in Los Gatos, California. He's a family man with a wife, four children, and four grandchildren, and gives talks once in a while. He's in the record books, too, the only quarterback ever to play in the Rose Bowl, the Grey Cup Championship, and in the Super Bowl. Cap, you see, wasn't an ordinary Joe. He was extraordinary. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hi, I'm Oz Davis of the True the Goats podcast here at the Sports History Network. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about quite possibly the greatest website of all time, newspapers.com. If you're listening to this podcast or any of them at the Sports History Network, you're probably into sports history. And you probably also know that for learning about anything prior to, say, 1990 online, the typical search engines like are nearly completely useless. But then there's newspapers.com. Newspapers.com gives you access to over 640 million pages worth of news from North America, Britain, Ireland, and more, dating from 1798 to last week. Do up a search for Super Bowl I, the 36th Berlin Olympics, 
Wayne Gretzky's first game, whatever. Newspapers.com takes you there with historical flavor that search engines like just don't give you. And now get a free one week subscription to Newspapers.com by visiting SportsHistoryNetwork.com slash newspapers. With a paid subscription, you'll also be helping to support the production of Myth Podcast and other Sports History Network shows. That's SportsHistoryNetwork.com slash newspapers. Newspapers.com. Way better for searches than you know what I'm talking about. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and PigskinDispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on SportsHistoryNetwork.com, PigskinDispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.